0: What's up? This is All Up In Your Biz, and I'm Yvonne Trakian. This season, I'm talking to doers, believers, and most importantly, manifestors. They have launched products, built communities, and above all, believed in themselves and believed that anything is possible. So listen up, and you never know, you too might start manifesting your dream life. Ashin. I'm about to get all up in your biz. Are you ready? Yes. So, Ushin, I've talked to the producers before we started this, and they've given me a limited amount of time, so you can say the word cunt, <laughs> <laughs> and the lucky number is seven, okay, all right? right? But you have to keep one for the end, so at the end you can tell everybody that listens that if they don't listen, follow, subscribe, like, do all that. They're a cunt, yeah,
1: right? <laughs> for sure. I'll uh, I'll try limited because I know people hate that word. What I always say to and what ma- me and Mam talk about quite a bit is like, I don't actually say the word cunt to anybody, I don't call anyone a cunt, I just call stupid things cunts. So I'll walk into a room and be like, That fridge is a cunt or something stupid that doesn't actually impact anyone's feelings. I'll never call an individual a cunt, but uh, there probably will be a few bad words every time I say a bad word or the cunt word, you have to take a shot <laughs> of water because I'm a fitness coach, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. So, Ashin. You have literally defied the odds and exploded. But before the explosion, I feel like all of your childhood leading up from primary school to secondary school to where you are now has led you to your purpose, which is in the fitness industry. And without all of that backstory, you might not have found your purpose. Mm -hmm. So can you take us back to where it all really started for you.
1: Yeah, so I think, first of all, I actually don't like to even be categorized as a fitness coach. I know that's mainly kind of what I do, helping people out with weight loss. I think one of my main goals is to just inspire people or try and, help people through say even tough times um, and the reason that is is because I've been through so much myself and my goal is to always like look back to where Ushin was and look back to things Ushin in the past has been through and try help people through that so like even the term online coach I don't really agree with personal trainer if someone calls me personal trainer I cringe a little bit because I don't like the majority of them or I don't agree with the majority of their messages, <laughs> messages so like looking back at that like that's that's one aspect that I see myself a little bit different but going back to kind of the beginning and everything I suppose it would probably relate back to my childhood my mum and dad um, divorce, split up so it was kind of a tough time for me when I was younger. Um, At that time as well, because I was going through school, I was having a tough time in school, I was being bullied, and I was quite overweight as well. I was about, like, leading into secondary school, I was about 130 kilos, um, which is hilarious as well, because I ended up becoming a fitness coach out of the whole thing, which, again, leads back into, Jesus Christ, I never thought I'd be in this position where I am. So actually, the social media blowing up is the least... It's kind of an amazing thing That's happened over the last little while for me There's so many different things that have happened But kind of going back to um Secondary school and that I was bullied through the majority of it For being overweight I'd actually planned on becoming an architect in college and then last minute I wanted to learn about my own nutrition and fitness and how to improve my own health so I switched to sports science Um, and then in the back of that like me and my family got really really close because of the divorce and like we were always looking after each other and my brother was one person in my life who's been a massive support and actually helped me lose the majority of the weight we actually started up my page that I run together initially um, and so then we got bullied for it when we set it up and we actually deleted the whole thing so a couple of years ago Mulligan's fitness was a thing and then we deleted the whole thing because we were getting bullied for it and then I started it back up again after and since it's taken off but with my weight loss journey my brother played a massive pivotal role and now he came in he supported me and I aim to do the same thing with other people so like my thing on my fitness page and with my coaching is I want to be that older brother for everybody who doesn't have one try support them through whether it be hard times or with their weight whether they're getting bullied or their weight because I've experienced that and it's not a fun time in your life to go through <laughs> and only now I'm okay with the majority of it and looking back at it, like I go to therapy every single week and I often look back at like how, the tough to say the tough times I've been through in my life um, and I always kind of try and relate that to my clients that I work with and try and help them out through personal experience and empathy as well. I think it's developed a huge amount of empathy in me for others and that's kind of where it started um, and then I just started posting videos online and it kind of took off from there.
0: <laughs> yeah, and when you talk about, like it's funny when you talk about divorce because I think your parents can divorcing can impact a kid and to your parents like not divorcing yeah can also impact mm-hmm. um
1: in, in the divorce thing like I think one of the best things that happened was my parents divorcing because one I wouldn't be here where I am if I hadn't been through all those struggles it's always something like I don't regret going through anything that I've been through because that made me the person I am and like uh with the divorce it helped us get away from, say, conflict with his parents arguing or whatever once they did divorce. So I was in a much better position after. And initially, at the time when I arrived back home, and all my shit was in the house and we were moving out. I was like, oh, fuck, this is the hardest thing I've ever been through. But now looking back, it's actually the greatest thing that's ever happened.
0: I know. It's funny how you look back on things and yeah. think like, God, that was the toughest time in my life. But actually, it was the one that's given me the most perspective or most direction kind yeah. of in my life. And
1: even last year, like thinking back to last year, it's the tough times that I've been through and I'm sure we'll probably delve into a lot more on that is like if I didn't go through those tough times, I wouldn't be where I am. And I, I actually, I think it's Chris Williamson that talks about um a science scientific experiment that was done on on mice and it's like so attach a string to the tail of a mouse and it p- put a piece of cheese in front of the mouse and a mouse is pulling towards a piece of cheese but it's only pulling a certain strength because it just wants the food then what they do is they put a cat behind the mouse attach the same string to the mouse's tail and the mouse pulls further and harder to get towards the cheese to get away from the thing so it actually made me work harder being in such a difficult position and being through tough times to push to try and get away from them and get out of them and if i didn't have that there i wouldn't push myself to work as hard as i have to get to where i am
0: and what was it like in school then for you being bullied? Like, were they saying you're fat? Like, was it just straight up? Did you go to a boys' school, girls' school? Uh, mix? Mixed
1: school, yeah. So, like, I suppose some of it might not have, say, been harsh bullying. Like, I was I, I was going to say I wasn't bed up. I was bed up a few times, actually, but over different reasons. I was just easily...
0: So you are beat up a few times?
1: Yeah, so I was beat up a few times. The results night was one. I was actually kicked down, nightclub um, but kicked that down was, a
0: nightclub yeah, stairs. Kicked down a nightclub
1: stairs? Yeah, that was one of the major, say, bullying aspects that I came into but like with the weight loss side of things or with the weight it was just people calling me fat but there was one thing in my life like every time I go home my mom would be like oh she just remain peaceful don't do anything like you can't and um, stand up for your... Well, it wasn't stand up for yourself but you know as a parent you don't want your child to get in trouble in school or anything so she was always like don't engage in the conflict and that actually just made things worse for me and my jiu-jitsu coach I often speak to him about this sort of thing and he gave me a new perspective on it and it was with bullying it was aspects of life as well where you just don't stand up for yourself if you don't stand up for yourself with the fear of um hurting someone else or you not not even that if you don't have the confidence in yourself to stand up for yourself that's not actually being peaceful so back then when someone was bullying me and I didn't stand up for myself and I didn't tell them to fuck off or I didn't even hit them back or whatever I wasn't being peaceful there because what would ho- happen is I'd go home and I'd have internal conflict then and beat myself up over it but meanwhile if I had the ability to defend myself and I was able to defend myself I could choose peace and then that's what being peaceful is being peaceful isn't where you're sat there and you're not confident enough to stand up for yourself being peaceful is you are confident enough to stand up for yourself and you decide not to or even you decide to sometimes deciding to defend yourself can be being peaceful as well and I think us as human beings sometimes feel like that we can't do anything in a certain situation and that that's the best choice for the majority of people is actually not most of the time and that applies to everything not just where you're getting bullied in school that can apply uh, can apply to work life or maybe you're doing something that you don't want to do or people are always telling you what to do and you, you can't stand up for yourself
0: I know it's amazing it like I never had weight issues right but I grew up in LA which made me completely obsessed with the way I looked mm-hmm. so obsessed that like <clears throat> I would take fat burners actually one night a guy we were living in San Diego and a guy my friend dumped him and he took the whole bottle of them so the ambulance jesus christ
1: (laughs) it goes to show the dangers of supplements as well that are being sold online
0: i know and they were like yvonne what was in that box but i had put the fat burners into like a, a, a vitamin box because i didn't want people to know i was taking the fat burners okay so like even though i wasn't overweight and then one time i did um a bodybuilding competition like this is me working in a law firm insane hours and uh i I decided i'm gonna have this goal and do a bodybuilding competition and like i was not ready for the stage (laughs) i came i came last like there's there's even people pointing and laughing at me but like this this obsession in your mind of the about what you look and people mightn't even rely they could visibly see maybe you had a little extra weight on but even people that don't have weight on their mind can just run around in circles Mm -hmm. of like, I don't look good, I'm fat, I'm this, and it's so hard to get out, it can be hard to get out of that space. What was your like, that's it, I'm not taking any more of this shit. I'm getting my shit together. What was that like? When was that? Yeah. What so did it look like for you? I think a
1: lot of people think that sometimes buddying people are saying to someone that their fat is actually going to motivate them to get up and lose it. That's the complete opposite. If you tell someone they're fat, do you think they're going to have confidence to go to the gym? Do you think they're going to have confidence or actually like their body enough to make changes? Absolutely not. That's not going to happen. And people who do maybe lose weight because they're always being called fat are actually probably going to have such a poor relationship with food, poor relationship with their own body and mental health to the point where losing weight isn't actually improving their their health overall. It's actually decreasing it or making them even worse. And so for me it wasn't any of that. It was actually the support of my older brother coming into my room and being like, Do you want to come along to the gym with me? Do you want to do things with me? And showing me how to do it and supporting me along on the journey. And in days where I was feeling shit about myself, he was always there to push me on. Meanwhile, if I had someone that was constantly calling me fat and I was having a shit day, Jesus Christ, I probably would never have left my bedroom. Um so the fact that I had that support there is huge. My brother's played such a massive role in not only my life now but back then and I'm hugely grateful for all of my family members, even my mom. Like if I didn't have that support there, there's no chance I would have. But I think touching on that as well, the bodybuilding training is something that is obviously it's important to resistance training. It improves your um, bone density, it improves your overall hormone health. It can improve your um, body composition, obviously, and help you live longer, whatever, and be more mobile. But sometimes focusing solely on that way we look and emphasise how we look. So the more we train to look a certain way, the more we are unhappy with the way we look because we're constantly looking at our body, we're over analysing everything, being very very critical on it. And it's actually something i pull back from completely. I actually only train for the way I feel good. I'll often write down a piece of paper how I'm feeling before I go. Out to train and then I'll come back and I'll write down a piece of paper how I'm feeling after and that's my motivation behind training because if the only reason we're going to change our lifestyle is because we're fat first of all once you lose that fat you're not probably not going to keep it up but second of all it's such a negative way to look at things oh I'm going to the gym because I'm fat on a day where you're not feeling great no chance you're going to the gym for that reason but if you're not feeling great and you have written down on a piece of paper geez this is what happened to me the last time I went to the gym and I felt good after well then you're more likely to keep it up one oh I so I've worked with a good few high profile clients let's say I'm one of the say worst ones that I've worked on, not worst ones you're just in the be- worst mental health space I've ever seen was actually a supermodel and she hated the way she looked and if anyone looked at her it, would be like oh my god she looks absolutely stunning absolutely amazing but she absolutely despised the way she looked because the majority of her job was focused on how she looked and the majority of her life was focused on how she looked so what we need to do is actually remove ourselves from that and look at different things like how it makes you feel is one aspect of it like even just getting time for yourself is absolutely massive in this day and age so many people don't even take 10 to 20 minutes for themselves so getting 10 to 20 minutes for yourself outside or whether that even be going to the gym is huge even just for mindfulness and like i suppose your own Mm. mental health and mental health is much more important than our physical health like you won't last very long with very poor mental health you can last a considerable amount of time with poor physical health
0: yeah i know and there's just so much to that like even in, in the the pause penny manifestation box the the second card is your why And it's your why, like, why do you want to get fit and healthy? And I always say to people, like, if you're saying I want to look good for some guy in the gym or some girl or whatever, then you're not going to get up on that rainy day when you go into X gym and the barbells are freezing cold and it's, but if your why is for me as a mom, it's because I have so much more patience with my four kids. If I get up and even just do a little bit, but I think with fitness and stuff, like for me back in the day, it was like if I don't do an hour in the gym twice a day then I'm not doing anything at all it was this total all or nothing approach I'd have this like all or nothing to the gym twice a day almost every day and then all or nothing to food so like I'd be good 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 like absolutely not eat anything bad and then crave it and then of course then it would come one night and I'd eat everything and I'd be like I might as well just eat everything now because I've fucked everything up so like this total all or nothing approach whereas i think that one thing that i've seen from your page is that you're giving people just little different steps that like in reality is making this a lifestyle.
1: Yeah. I think uh, a lot of personal trainers and fitness coaches actually get it quite wrong. There's no point taking someone from 0 to 100 because that's too big of a step. What we want to do is take people from 0 to 1. And even that aspect there is something that I've tried to remove from a lot of people's mentality is is the aspect of good and bad foods. Because if we label foods as good and bad what happens is if I sit down and eat a food I class as bad, I feel bad. And the emotions drive overeating. The majority of people that have weight on them is actually not from eating like shite, it's from feeling like shite. And then feeling like shite drives overeating. So we need to remove is that feeling like shite. How do we do that? Obviously we're training, but obviously the way we speak to ourselves and with regards to food improving our relationship with food. No food has moral compass. There's no food that's bad that's going to make you feel bad. And when you eat that bad food that you claim is bad, again, the guilt comes into feeling like you fucked up and you start going off track or you just completely bend it all off. I actually often often talk about that all or nothing approach because if it was one thing I think is actually majorly most people is they have that all or nothing approach. It's either all perfect or I am... Um, all off. So there's two actually things that I speak about with this and two things that help people up with it and it, it can apply to all aspects of life and um, both of them. First of all, with the uh, all or nothing approach. This is actually probably going to apply to males more so than females, but everybody listen can take something from it. If I walk into a bathroom and I piss on the toilet seat a little bit, I don't walk around I'd and piss. I kill you. I've <laughs> got to <your> avoid. <laughs> I don't go around and piss all over my bathroom. What do I do? I aim to piss the rest back in the toilet bowl. So just because I mess up a little bit or I go a little bit off track or I miss one day of training doesn't mean I just miss all the rest of the week and go off track altogether and just piss all over my. Because then you'll end up with a bathroom full of piss, and that's what we don't want to. That's what we want to avoid. The second aspect is fucking up is a pa- part of life. You would not be sat here. If you hadn't fucked up, I wouldn't be sat here if I didn't fuck up because what happens is, and I call this the fucked circle, because I actually draw out a diagram for my clients the majority of the time and explain this to them. So we fuck up is the first part of the circle. Then we go down to the second part is reflecting on the fuck up. And this is the part that most people miss out on. Because don't reflect and understand why we fucked up. We're never gonna learn from it. What happens to most people is they fuck up and then they're too afraid to either look at it or they just ignore it completely and start again in a couple of weeks. If you reflect on maybe why you over it at the weekend, why you didn't get your workout in, then we can build steps to make sure that, that doesn't happen again. So, for example, if I'm overeating at the evening times and I know that that's my biggest trigger, well, then if I'm just getting beating myself up in the evening times and not thinking about it, then the next day just, so I'm going to start again tomorrow. We're not learning from it. But if you look at it, you can be like, maybe I didn't have my breakfast and that's why I was hungry in the evening time. Maybe I skipped my lunch and maybe that's why I was hungry in the evening time. Maybe I'm not eating enough protein. That's why. But that's reflecting. And when we reflect, we learn. And then we make progress from there. And in every aspect of life, even in my business, when I look back to last year and I was 12 grand in debt, what was the biggest thing I can learn from? I was doing everything for free. I was doing everything for free because I absolutely loved what I do. I would do everything I'm doing now for free, 110%. Even with the parking thing there, you were like, I'll pay for parking. And I like, I don't actually want to pay for my parking. I'd rather just do it myself because I love this stuff. I love talking to people. I love helping people out. But my reflection on that was, okay, in order to help more people, I have to charge for what I do. As much as I'd love to do all of this stuff for free, I can't. And so that reflection, then I learned from it. And I make progress now. Now I can ha- help over one and a half million people every single day by posting on my social media because I reflected on what I was fucking up on before, and that's how I've been blowing up my social media as well. I reflect on every video that I post. I reflect on all the content that I put out there, and I slowly build on that. So that say fuck circle thing is not only something you can apply for weight loss and everything else; it's everything in life. In life, human beings are not perfect. We don't, we're not robots. You don't type in exactly what to do, and we do it perfectly. We fuck things up, and then we make progress from there. Anything in life, any innovations that we have ever had are from people fucking up or not being able to do certain things, and then building on, it, reflecting on it, why it's happening, and making progress.
0: Yeah, so true, and like. It's, it's just going back to like reflecting and asking your question, asking the questions. Like I always used to be like the Monday girl, yeah. you know, like, oh, I'll start Monday. Oh, well, I might as well just eat shit for the weekend because it's mo-. like what does yeah. Monday have to do with anything? You know, we just yeah. put these things or January one is going to be another thing. People yeah. aren't going to start because like oh, January one is just around the corner Like start today, yeah. you know, like start whenever. But going back to like, um you know, you, your social media it was a year ago what happened up to before it took Mm -hmm. off overnight
1: yeah so i suppose so i took off in january last year january i think it was december december last year i had Probably I think it's 2,000 subs- followers on Instagram. I had maybe 10,000 on TikTok and I didn't have a YouTube channel whatsoever. So I just, ha- that's all I had. But prior to, and then I actually ended up blowing up to half a million pretty much in each of them. So I had half a million on TikTok, almost half a million on YouTube and half a million on Instagram. But before that, last September probably would have been the lowest point in my life. So I came, I just moved back home from Spain. Um, I was with an ex-girlfriend at the time. I was very down. I came back home. None of my friends were around anymore because everyone had kind of moved off to Australia. So when I came back home, it was like starting all over again. I kind of failed. In Spain, I couldn't afford to pay rent anymore with a load of different things, and I came back, and my business was obviously on a downturn at the time because I was twelve grand in debt. I'd invested in a camera and a social media course and other things, to try and push myself, and it just nothing was working out for me, and I hit a really low point. I remember I was sitting on the kitchen table in the house, and I was chatting to mam and and mom, I, I have a podcast as well, called I'm not supposed to be here. mam actually speaks about this on it, and she's saying like I actually didn't think you were going to make it to tomorrow, and I was like I remember sitting on the kitchen table, balling my eyes out, like ba- barely being able to speak, and then just saying like just thinking in the back. Of my head i'm gonna get in my car and I want to finish talking to mom i'm gonna fuck off and i'm not gonna come back because i'm worthless to everybody and so to be in that position and um, my mom supported me massively i remember her telling her like book me a therapy set well, she was always on to me about therapy and had a bad experience with it back when i was really really young and i didn't really want to go back to it because i'm kind of afraid of it and as a lad i think it's something that can be an embarrassing for a lot of people that's why i speak about it so openly because i think if i speak about it then someone that's feeling not feeling great can be like jesus look at the position she's in and he doesn't feel great sometimes But anyway, she said to me, she was like, uh, "I'll book you in for a therapy session." I was like, "Yeah, please do, but don't tell me when it is. Don't tell me what day it's on. Just book it and bring me. That's it. Because if I know when it is, I I won't want to go." And I remember the day that she brought me was like a couple of days later. She was like, "Oh, we're going to McDonald's," and I was like, "Yes, we're going to McDonald's (laughs) class." Pulled up outside this old man's house to speak to me, and I was like, "Oh fuck, this is the therapy session she's on about." So she tricked me to go, but it's the best thing I've ever done because that then helped me get to where I am and through the support of him, through the support of my mom, and just again from that period of September until december was a really tough period in my life and hence why a lot of the talks that i'm doing and my podcast and stuff is called i'm not supposed to be here because one i never believed in myself never thought i would ever reach this position i was even sat down here with you just before the podcast and i was like holy fuck i've never been sat in front of so many cameras and in the studio before i didn't think something like this would ever happen so yeah that's kind of where i was um i was just posting videos to social media every single day and i just started getting really fucking good at it <laughs> and then it took off for me in january and that's kind of what happened i suppose
0: yeah, as a mom, it's actually quite emotional to hear, a, like, you know, yeah. I met your mom yeah. at Elevate Fit Fest. And I heard Rory McElroy say something uh, today on the news, and it was like, I love my team because they su- supported me and believed in me when I didn't believe in myself. And I feel like your mom is just the biggest mm-hmm. believer and the biggest support. And when I was chatting to her, it reminded me of a story, right, when uh, just after I did Wellfest, I told my dad that I was asked by a company to go over to Switzerland and do a workshop. And he was on the phone. He was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got a call an hour later. My mom was like, Yvonne, your dad is about to have a heart attack. He thinks you're giving up your job. And you're going <laughs> to Switzerland to do all these workshops. My dad was the type of person that was like, no, no, you get the right job. You stay in your job. Jesus. But that's the way he grew up. But my mom, if I told her I was going to be an astronaut, she would believe in me. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like your mom is that support to you that like sometimes we do have to believe in ourselves, but sometimes when we don't we need that other person that supports us yeah. and that's exactly what you're doing Yeah, for the people that are in your community
1: I often say to, to and I said this when I was doing the international fitness summit which was like two weeks ago or that. and it's, that's a position I never thought I'd be in either because I actually went to that last September and I was speaking on the stage of it last time and I was in front of like 400 people I was like holy shit but I, I spoke on stage about like how my mom is technically speaking through me like all the lessons that she taught me all the support that she threw my way I'm just rejumbling it and giving it to other people because it's something that me and again that's where i link back to i'm just helping younger oisin but Young Russian is so many other people on this planet. So that's what I try and do. And my mom, honest to God, she comes to absolutely everything. She surprised me at IFS, showed up to that. She's everywhere. She, she supports me 100% through absolutely everything. And I would not be here without her. It's an absolute fact. I would not. Everything that she's done for me, she obviously, I was living at home at the time. She was supporting me with regards to that. My business, I remember she bought me a fitness coach's book, James Smith. Most people probably know who he is. But I was actually on stage with him last week, which is crazy. And I spoke to James about this in the presentation. Mom bought me his book and wrote on the inside of, you're going to be on stage with this guy someday uh, you will be like him or something like that. and I remember she handed me that book around Christmas time, and I laughed at her and I said that's never going to fucking happen to me. And then not only I think it was like two weeks later, my whole account had blown up, and James Smith actually messaged me and said, "Yo bro, will you come and speak at my <coughs> event?" And I was like, "Holy fucking shit, this is crazy." So is that like that support and like non-stop, no matter what I've done in life. And even now, it's like if I wake up with no social media in the morning time, like I'll always have my mom and she always says to me, "This will be one of my fears. Like social media can just disappear, and everything that can go, everything can go. My business can go. You never know what's around the corner." she's always like you'll figure it out like i'll always be here to support you you can just go back and work at some and i think my mom would be proud of me no matter what i did i think no matter what in life i ended up doing if i had no job and just stayed at home all the time and did fuck all it, my mom would still be super proud of me and that's something that i know no matter what happens in life i have that and that's why with my business and stuff or whatever i'm doing i don't have a fear because it's like no matter what happens i still have my family there i still have my mother there, and i'm so grateful for all of it because i know so many people don't have them supportive people and that's where maybe reaching out or even trying out new sports or trying out new things and meet those important people and surround yourself I call it my tribe so surround yourself with people that are so similar to you and I call it a tribe because I have started to do that now. surround myself with people who just really give a fuck about me and I really give a fuck about them and it pushes you so much further
0: yeah and in terms of a tribe i love that i absolutely love that uh in terms of when you just went from like your two thousand followers because i have two thousand followers i hope i blow <laughs> up tomorrow
1: folks. could happen I could, I could fucking happen that's what happened to me i woke up and i was on like but what happened did,
0: what did you post uh, for it to so overnight go like that yeah what happened?
1: so i was, I was posting three videos a day at the time
0: and can i ask you were your videos similar to the videos that you have now were you being the authentic Ushin that you really are now like your true self you really were being you you didn't give a shit what people thought or yeah three years ago if i went back
1: and reshared one of my posts i was a had the exact same message not as much confidence in it obviously having to have a million followers give me a little bit more confidence in what i was talking about but the exact same message i was given then i'm given now i don't know what happened it was just like i was reiterating information over and over again i just can't go didn't give up. One of the things I often say is like I was just throwing shit at the wall and then something stuck. Uh, eventually with all the videos like I was about to hit the bull's eye on the dartboard if I was throwing 50 darts one of them was going to hit and so that was happening with the, with the videos. But I think one of my messages is definitely still the same, but it was just posting three videos a day that like kind of skyrocketed everything. Yeah, but it was just again the hard work behind it and I absolutely love what I do so I was like fuck this is helping so many people. There's one specific video I posted so I remember this relates back to self-belief as well which is so crazy. I was working in a refugee center um, and I had to get up real early to start in there, and I used to make a video before I went in there, a video during the day, and then a video after, and I'd post them on, so I was actually making my videos on the day, I didn't pre-prepare anything, because I just didn't have time, and so I remember I made this video, and I was sat in the camera and I was like, that video is not good enough. I'm definitely not going to post that shit. Like, no one's going to want to watch that. And I posted it, and I remember it hit like 5 million people. And I was like, holy shit, just out of nowhere. Um, and then it started skyrocketing. Everybody in the local town was like, "ushing is buying followers. ushing is <laughs> buying followers 100%. <laughs> and then I was like, holy shit, this is mad. Because my application form for my coaching, because again, my business, I... I was, I was running a business at the time that was 12 grand in debt I wasn't running a professional business that was on a next level so I've picked up all of that stuff over the, the last little while on how to be better with all that sort of stuff but uh, yeah 3,000 application forms for my coaching and I could only take on 12 clients <laughs> so there's nothing I could do for 3,000 people and then I recently set up the Mulligan's method which is another form of coaching that's affordable for most people And um, which again is something that I wanted to avoid where my coaching reached a point where it wasn't affordable for anyone because with 3,000 clients I'd have to be charging an outrageous amount in order to take on the clients that really wanted my coaching and so I didn't do that what I did I set up more of a group style coaching that's more affordable for people and I only set that up six months after so I had to catch up and I was like holy shit but yeah it was mental when I woke up and saw that number I was like crap I couldn't stop refreshing my social media for ages because every time I'd refresh it'd be up another 5,000 another 5,000 I was like holy crap this is what was the video about uh so about (laughs) it was shitting under the personal trainers telling people (laughs) to just throw on jackets and wear an umbrella or put up an umbrella outside to get your steps in and I was like "Look, fucking people know that people know that you can just put on a jacket and umbrella it doesn't help anyone that information is just literally Talking down to someone, I was like, "Here's some practical advice you can do if you don't want to fucking put on a jacket and you're sick of listening to these cons online. Go into this shopping center, and when you're doing your shopping center, just walk around the shop. Leave your wallet in the car so you don't spend too much money, and that's how you can get your steps up, your activity up, and you can stay warm and you have access to a toilet. Um, I think I said you have access to a toilet if your bladder is as small as mine. So I always try to make the, the videos." As entertaining as possible to keep people engaged and people enjoying it, and people absolutely love it too. But one one thing I always ask, I actually ask you: Am I the same in my videos as I am in person?
0: <laughs> I think you are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I th- I think I think you totally are. I think. I think, like obviously, when you're on Instagram, like you have a persona, as yeah. in, like the, you're giving advice. So I think people would expect when they meet you to be a bit of a dickhead. Yeah. I, no, 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 no. That's that's I, the actually bad language.
1: Like, probably does that. No, that
0: <laughs> actually is a wrong thing to say because you don't come across as a dickhead on Instagram. It's just you would just expect somebody yeah. maybe with that. Now I sound like a dickhead, but anyway, what I would say is people let you the, the across, get to your head.
1: That's what happens. Yeah, most I think
0: you come across like I think in person you're far more humble okay. than I would have expected. But that's got nothing to do with you. That's got to to do with my beliefs of oh, if you've half a million followers, they're not just going to be nice mm-hmm. to you. And why I- would, for example, in Elevate at Elevate, I said to your mom, she came to my manifestation yeah. workshop, and I said to her, I'm going to have Ushin on my podcast and she said well you have to ask him and i was like uh, <laughs> I, was, I looked at her i was like uh he's got over 500,000 followers you think he's going to like respond to me and she was like ask him he will and i was like no no <laughs> give me your instagram name i'm going to ask you and then you and she was like ask him he'll get and you got back to me yeah, yeah. and i've seen from your community on your instagram them saying that you're so responsive they just feel the people feel seen and heard they really do feel like a little community and you have created that so
1: people get into this industry for the wrong reasons and a lot of people get into the industry of whether it be social media or fitness coaching for the sake of making a shit ton of money and selling a load of shit whether it be brand deals whether it be whatever right that's why most people get into it. If I got into it for that reason, and if I was that sort of person, because I've met a lot of people with over half a million followers, and to be honest, a lot of them are just wankers. That's just straight up. And I don't care if someone are listening to this podcast. That's why, because the majority of them are just money driven, money driven, money driven. I was never money driven. I'm people driven. I came here to try and help people out. As soon as I've helped out as many people as I can, I'm bouncing the fuck off Instagram, deleting the whole thing. I don't really care about that. I just want to help as many people as I possibly can. And if, I, if, if you want to prove me wrong with that, I wouldn't have kept doing social media if I was 12 grand in debt if only the only reason I was doing it was for for money and everybody says oh you have to do certain things for money or that's exactly right. it's not the case I would have given up long ago if the only reason I started with this was money and that's why I'm not a dickhead because I don't even to Be honest, I don't walk around in designer clothes. This top I have on is from fucking Pennies. This trousers I have on is from Zara, the exact same as everyone else, and it's going to stay that way. The only thing I've ever bought myself is a car, and that was it because I was driving around a mini that cost me like fucking five grand every two weeks because the thing kept breaking <laughs> down. And I actually was making fun of it on my Instagram because I was like, this is the most unreliable, reliable car on planet. It used to give me an adrenaline rush every time I'd wake up to go do a personal training session because I'd have a PT at like 6 a.m. I'd get out in the car, stick the key in the car, and the car wouldn't start. And I'd be like, this is class, five minutes to get to the gym, and I'd have to fucking run to the gym or ring man to bring me that's why I got to care I don't really spend a huge amount of myself I don't really care for it too much as long as I can live a life where I just don't really have to worry a huge amount I can go to the shop pay for my car tax buy whatever I want to shop I don't really care I'm not here to Fucking buy an absolute mansion. I think people who, who live like that often time don't live fulfilled lives. For me, I just really really enjoy helping people, and that's exactly why I set up the Mulligan's method. I was at a fitness event two weeks ago, and every single personal trainer that I met, there were like, "Ushin, oh, why are you drive, charging 129 euro for that program? Are you stupid?" I gave away 2,000 euro on the program, so actually whatever I make, 2,000 is already taken off the top of it, because I just like helping people. And most people in the program don't have a huge amount of money, and then when they get some money back from the program, it's like, "Oh, I'll invest that in my health and fitness, and I'll invest in certain things." And so if I did, I'd be like, "Okay, now my program." gone up to 600 euro cuz all these people are that's not why I started this.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. Uh it's just so good. And I actually was I, I didn't realize you gave 2000 back cuz I was like, wow, if you think about this, this guy was 12 grand in debt and now he's got what was it 100 spots for 129 euro. Yeah. It was like 12 and I was like he's actually made back. He's making back what he was in debt and it just goes to show that like I was just thinking you could charge way more. Mm-hmm. For, for the program that. that I
1: have. Uh I've paid say if i'd pay a couple of extra speakers i'd get in say 500 euros 600 euros i actually spend a lot of money on making the program better and better every single time for all the programs i have in there i think there's like over 25 26 programs people would sell them online for 50 euro each and then if you look at the one-on-one aspect of coaching to message a coach directly online for most coaches you're looking at 997 euro some people per month some people for 12 weeks so 997 euro. meanwhile you get the same access in my group coaching but again at certain aspect, will the price point have to come up? Absolutely, because there's so much demand for the thing, and I'm currently limited to 100 spaces because I I run it all myself. There's no other coaches on board, and that is the thing I want to help as many people as possible. But for now, I just really enjoy doing it. I wake up and I'm like, "Fuck!" It. I actually said it, to <laughs> Natalie. Here, I was like, "I." When I go on my phone in the morning time, I'm like, "This doesn't actually feel like work. This is mad that I'm here, clicking on Instagram and and helping people out." It's it, yeah, that side of things is mad. I'm like, "Holy fuck!"
0: If you, like some of my guests, have your own product or are manifesting launching your own product, how do you visualize yourself running your business? I hope your vision doesn't involve frantically stuffing and shipping boxes from your house or garage when a top fulfillment center like Autofulfill could be handling this for you. This means that you're doing so well that someone else is taking care of your orders while you sip your coffee and plan your next growth goal. If you're looking to grow and scale your online orders, think AutoFulfill, our podcast sponsor. You chill, they fulfill. Hey, let me give you a quick manifestation tip. It's called subscribe, like, and share, share, share this episode. And I know what you're going to say. Yvonne, how is that a manifestation tip? So here's a little secret. The more you support others, the more the universe will support you. So when you share this episode, say to yourself, I am a super manifester and remember, keep sharing, happy manifesting. Where there's an upside to Instagram and TikTok and whatever else, there's a downside sure. too. And <laughs> I saw like, geez, you'll never believe this. I saw a video of you and Sam, right? And you're, you're sticking up your middle finger because this guy had said something and I act, I don't know how to use TikTok stories. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm a total, <laughs> like I need to get some, I need to get some like uh, advice from you. Yeah. But I'd screen, sometimes I screenshot what I want to talk to the guest about. Yeah. And it ended up on my TikTok stories. I was like, oh, she's going to be a total loser. Oh my God, how do I get this off my TikTok stories? <laughs> so, anyway, it was a video of you and Sam, and you looked like you had these little sports bra, tiny shirts yeah, on. Yeah. But a person had said to you something like, do you like the way this guy looks? Yes. Well, then take his advice. Mm-hmm. If you, do you not like the way this guy looks or something like that, then does it look like he's got a, a tire hula rig a hula hoop around his waist? Then I suggest you don't take his advice. So that's clearly people bullying you again about your weight. Like, does it impact you at all? Or does it like, I, I don't have very many followers yet. Yeah. I'm going to explode like Ushin, Right. <laughs> but recently someone put up something so minor. It was my little toddler feeding my twin the bottle and he's like, stop making your kid, feed your kid. And you know, it's one of the comments I actually remember, mm-hmm. even though I have a very thick skin, I don't give a shit what people think really, Yeah. but we're still humans. Like mm-hmm. it still actually made me think and it made me think, shit, should I take that down? Yeah, does it look yeah, like yeah, I'm yeah. a bad mom? Like I still question myself. Yeah. So like, how does it make you feel when someone like point blank talks about your weight like yeah, that.
1: I've had worse hate comments than that. When I did a McDonald's video before, I had someone threaten to come to my house and kill me and my whole <laughs> family. So okay, that's not funny, yeah, but that's, what,
0: okay, what, happened, what did, happened? I
1: just put up a McDonald's video because I actually ate McDonald's for two whole weeks and lost weight doing it. Um, and when people saw that I did that they were so annoyed that I proved all of them wrong by saying there's no such thing as bad foods obviously if you ate a shit ton of McDonald's uh, for, your health would decrease but I actually decreased my uh, cholesterol through eating McDonald's for two whole weeks and lost weight while doing so and so people were really annoyed at me because I proved them wrong they all looked like idiots after and so one guy threatened to come to my house and, and kill me and my whole family and I, I kind of I was a little bit afraid because like fuck you never know what people could do online because there's some crazy people but one of the things I suppose that helps me is obviously I was bullied for ages so I'm kind of used to it and one thing I'm quite good at is clapping back of people so if you say something hilarious to me i'm getting getting you right back and then second of all people don't realize that online you're not like people can find out who you are so i've had one guy who messaged me uh i think he called me a dirty irish cunt or something <laughs> like that and i was like oh nice so i clicked on his profile and he had his work email in his profile and i was like oh he works for these people so i emailed his work and i was like yeah he's put this comment in here and he wrote me an apology letter so i was like this is kind of hilarious so i get fun out of that aspect but then there's another aspect to it where when I was getting really, because I got a lot of hate back and obviously when my account blew up because more eyes on your profile, that's going to happen. I looked to Instagram and I was like, okay, Etsy, I can think of here. Dermot Kennedy, I thought of, uh, like another famous person on Instagram, or like overall, I was like, this guy is actually so nice and so kind. He comes across so kind, his music is I don't really listen to it, but it's all right. Like, I'd be like, oh, it's kind of cool. And I was like, okay, click on his Instagram, look in his comments, and people are calling me a cunt, telling him his music was shit, telling him he's an asshole. And I was like, if people think Gary McKenzie is an asshole and a cunt, people are going to think I'm a cunt. There's fuck all I can do about it. So that's one aspect to help me. Same when it comes to weight loss, like people who are afraid to go to the gym because people are going to judge them for their weight. If you sit at home and don't go to the gym, people are going to be like, you're fat, you're lazy. If you go to the gym, people are probably going to be like, you're fat as well so like you can't escape people are always going to have something to say about you well your podcast some people are going to listen to it and think it's fucking shit people listen to me here might be taking talk to- think I'm talking shit as well that's fine I don't really care everyone has their own opinions humans everyone has uh certain different opinions and things it's why we're human we're good at arguing and stuff like that so yeah, that's one aspect but also on touching on that comment about the way I, that I look that particularly hits me because if that comment was given to someone else, it would probably be impacting them a lot, and like, I've done so much work on my body image, and I, I don't really train for how I look anymore, so I don't really care, it's about how I feel more so, but, That aspect of when you're seeing these bodybuilders and again this is why i actually don't agree with photo shoots i don't agree with bodybuilding training as per se like standing on stage in your speedos or whatever the hell you're doing like to me you don't see how a person feels behind that and it promotes as if that's a natural body or a normal body most people actually sit better a higher body fat percentage a little bit higher like for females most females to get abs you'll probably lose your period and that's not something that's discussed about so you're not actually seeing behind what person looks like so a lot more behind what a person looks like is one how they're feeling and how their body is functioning our bodies are made to have fat. Actually, fat is essential in our bodies. If we go down to too low of a body fat percentage, we die. That's not what we want to aim for. So like when someone's coming on my body and I look a certain way, it's that I don't look like someone else. And I'm never going to look like someone else I knew because I look like who I am. And I don't really want to be walking around looking like these bodybuilders because I know how that feels. I've done jujitsu competitions where I have abs and I feel like shit. I feel like I can't even get out of bed in morning time. But what you see on Instagram is just a picture of someone smiling in their speedos with a six pack or most fitness coaches will do this. One thing I hate is before and after pictures. I actually fucking despise them. I don't really post them on my on my page. And most coaches think, oh, well, if I did post them on my page, I guarantee I'd, I'd four times my business tomorrow because it's easy to sell to someone if you're poking at their hard points and being like, you look like this. This is what you can look like after. The reason I don't agree with before and after pictures is because when I was scrolling Instagram back when I was overweight, I'd look at someone's before picture and be like, that's someone's before picture. I look like that. That means I have to change or I have to look like this other person now, and it reduces someone's body image further. And again, then the main focus of their coaching is, look, I just gave this person a little less fat than what they had before. That's so meaningless i don't give a fuck about that to be honest i want to change someone's life i don't want to change their fucking number on the scales that nobody sees anyway if i asked you to guess my scale weight you wouldn't have a fucking clue if i tried to guess yours you wouldn't have a clue either so it's that aspect that i just don't get like (laughs) people don't understand what actually goes into someone being such low body fat percentage and actually my body there is probably more healthy than my body where i have a six pack
0: yeah and there's so much more to it as well. There's yeah. like the, like you said, like girls, we've got hormones, we've got periods, mm-hmm. we've like, we'll eat more at certain times, our mood, but also sleep. Yep. Yeah. S- sleep is key. And we just don't take even the little things. Yeah. Kind of you, into You did a bodybuilding
1: trai- competition. We spoke about this before. I'm going to call you out. How did you feel before?
0: Well, like, do you know what? Did do you feel like shit? Well, I didn't really because I shouldn't have done it because I was not ready. <laughs> like okay, I told you. but did
1: you feel like shit then after because you were standing on stage of other people?
0: I felt so shitty because I was so embarrassed. But I will tell you one thing, right? The coach that I had over there, it was a natural bodybuilding competition. It was called mm-hmm. BMBF and his name was Ian Duckett. And he was the nicest guy and he used to travel, go over to Leeds, right? And I was working insane hours in a law firm. And... Um, when it was my competition his wife was dying of cancer right young woman and she like and she was super fit and super healthy and i remember like being really embarrassed after getting off stage because people were actually pointing and laughing like i mean i should not have been there just you'd see how ripped they are yeah i was rounder right but i was still in great shape like it was an amazing shape but then after a while i was like like why do you want to stand It's fine for some people if you want to stand on stage in your bikini. But what is it for? It's obviously, for me, I obviously had some serious body image issues.
1: Standing on the bodybuilding stage gave you more body image issues than before. And actually, it's so funny because when everyone's scrolling through their social media feed, that's what they're doing. They're comparing themselves to other people that are on a stage. People compare their lives to my life or someone else's life that seems so perfect on Instagram or whatever. And when you're standing on that bodybuilding stage, you're comparing your body to all these other people's six-packs. And you think of any other fitness coach on online, any, say, personal trainer or fitness coach that I don't like, they're going to have their page absolutely decorated in six pack abs and all this sort of stuff I think it's, Instagram shouldn't even fucking allow it to be honest most of the time I think Instagram shouldn't allow before and after pictures because the impact that's having on say younger people and uh, say eating disorders and stuff is fucking crazy and so when you think about that like how much of that is going on outside because as you said there you didn't feel great in your own, own body your body image was impacted because you stood on stage alongside those people that's an aspect of bodybuilding training that needs to be looked at or bodybuilding competing that needs to be looked at and isn't looked at enough and also is not regulated enough online fitness coaches are probably not Regulate enough especially if they're photoshooting clients because what happens is they just drop calories really really low I know clients that I've worked with to try and heal the relationship with food have been on 600 calories with other coaches that's absolutely detrimental to your health and actually to the point where when you lose your period because you're on 600 calories a day and because you go into chronic stress like if, if something was going on in their world where people's health was like think about smoking it's already regulated. It's so highly regulated. Why the fuck isn't the photo shoot coaches and the, the bodybuilding coaches regulating in that aspect? It should be. And so I don't care if they hate me because I don't want everyone to coach any of them. I don't care any of them. I don't care for that sport. It's that aspect of, of training that needs to be looked at more.
0: I know. I never really thought about it, the regulation, because I actually think about my kids and now they're all small. They're all, they're under five. But like, you know, what is it? What, what are they going to think when they're, or like what what do you say to them to, in order because there's so much more with instagram and like i recently had a girl say to me oh i've come off instagram because i just found myself comparing myself yep. and i'm like oh geez you know like that's and we're like not a, a, you know we're in our late 30s i'm 40 this month and people my age are but imagine what the the, yeah. te- the teens are are thinking you know but back to your back to you know what i actually love um about your page is that I think a lot of this time in this world, like if you're in the same space as someone, like you're in the fitness industry, you're in the health industry, you're, um, we're like afraid of our competitors, you know, like, oh no, this is all mine. I don't like that guy or whatever, but you've got like, you've got another guy, Sam on your page and you guys seem to be really supportive. I feel like there's, my motto is there's space for everyone mm-hmm. and you two have done like some really good videos yeah, yeah. together and how do you feel about that like about people that are in your yeah. are you just supportive or? I think the
1: aspect that you're talking about there is like people people say hating other people and that is, is quite funny because a lot of people are, like I got comments before when I was making videos with Sam because Sam has like 2,000 followers and a half a million they're like why are you making videos with Sam he's only 2,000 followers aren't you bigger than him shouldn't you be making videos with other people I'm best friends with Sam he's one of my best friends He support me since the beginning he knew me before I had a half a million followers and I do anything for that. Ad. So he's had such a huge impact on my life and I, when I look at someone I don't look at you and say Yvonne here only has 2,000 followers like I don't care about that I care about the person you are I care about what you do and I think it's so funny because Instagram following has become even more important than money at this age. like it's just fucking mental to think about but I love it like I love having people that are in a similar space where I'm from in Athlone there's not a huge amount of people that do what I do and the people that do do what I do I always help them out. I always try and answer questions for them um, and even at say the uh, fitness summit that I did the IFS the one that James Smith runs that's what my talk was about I was like look I'm going to stand up here I have nothing to sell any of you guys. I don't run fitness business say coaching thing where I coach people with their fitness businesses or business coaching so I was just like ask me as many questions about my business that you want and I'll help absolutely every single person out here with their content whatever the hell you want and like that's what I'm here to do just try and like I think surround myself with people who are some like Here's another thing. Just because I have half a million followers doesn't mean I can't learn anything from you. You might know something about social media or have different ideas than what I do. And that might work. It's just it hasn't worked yet. But your ideas are still there. And so I can still pick up things from you, learn things from you, and you can learn things from me. Just because I have half a million doesn't make me any better. And actually, that's one thing that I always see myself as is on a level playing field with everybody. Because if I put myself above everyone else and I'm like, oh, I'm so much better than Yvonne, I'm so much better than anyone else in this social media space, I'm not going to learn. I'm just not going to be there to listen because I'm like, I know what I'm doing, I'm way better than everyone. But if I'm in a position where I'm the exact same as you, I'm going to listen to you properly, I'm going to I'm always the quietest person in nearly every single room that I walk into because I just listen to what everyone has to say. Um, like I, I ask as many questions as I can, even to yourself. With the way you, as I said, with the way you do social media, just because it hasn't done, worked yet, or like just because it hasn't taken off, it doesn't mean you're not doing things right. And I think it's easy to sell you things if I made you made you feel like you were. So if I tr- said to you right now, Geez, Yvonne you're doing your social media wrong, you're doing your stories wrong," I guarantee you I could sell my course to you tomorrow if I had a course. I would tell you exactly what I'm not here to sell people shit. I don't really give a fuck. I do my online coaching to try and help as many people out as possibly can with my business coaching or whatever i don't actually do any of it it's like i just here to help people and so for you it's that if you ask me a question i wouldn't say it. it's shit i'd be like she's that's actually a good idea you could probably do a couple of things here to improve it if you did want it that's it
0: yeah and you know what Ashin, it's or ocean as we call you <laughs> on instagram <Yeah>. ocean <laughs> i have to say that you absolutely like what is the saying? Walk the walk, talk the talk. Because I saw a guy that p- like posted on his story saying, oh, I was so grateful to Ashin that I was able to do a motivational talk for his group. Mm-hmm. And I clicked on his page. And he, again, looking at followers, he'd, he'd like maybe 1,000 or 1,200. I was like, Ashin mm-hmm. is such a good guy. Like Because we are obsessed with social media numbers. Yeah. I've seen this meme that's like being famous on social media is like being rich in monopoly. Yeah and like we're ju- we've become and like me by my, even myself i look at my numbers and i'm like okay i just want to get one another one another yeah, one yeah. and then i might drop one or two fo- like i literally could drop two followers in a day and you could gain 2000 in a yeah, day and i'm like when am i going to get it's why why am i why are we obsessed with it it sounds like you have the number but you're not really you're not obsessed with it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I think at the start when I was taking off I probably was a little bit more obsessed with it. As I said, it definitely did impact my confidence, but because it gave me the evidence that I am good at what I do and I do say I am quite good at social media. I know how it kind of works. And same with the aspect of my coaching. When my coaching more people are applying giving me good news about it. It made me feel better. It made me feel more confident in it. And that guy you're talking about there, Cam, um he's actually doing my running coaching for me as well. So like I just I knew him through Sam and he's Sam's Western but like I met him as a person and I was like, this person is. Unbelievable at what he does. He has such a good message. I didn't look at what his Instagram following is. I didn't give a fuck what his Instagram following is. I didn't ask him for his Instagram following beforehand. I was like, You have such a good message. You're such a good person you come in here and help people out with what you've struggled with. He was like, Yeah, 100%. And that was the first time he'd ever spoken in front of people. And for me, seeing me push him over his comfort zone to speak in front of 20 to 30 people um, on my group coaching, he was like, It, it was such a good feeling inside. Because was like, Fuck, I've, I've actually just done something that I wish I someone did for Ushing back then. It was like, I've built his confidence. I've built evidence that he can speak in front of people that he is a good coach because he felt so much better and then the feedback that my clients gave him on it gave him even more confidence to go and push himself out so it's building his own self-belief and the fact i played a small bit of a role in that makes me so fulfilled so it's actually i know it might seem like a selfless thing to it's actually a selfish thing to do because i did it because it makes me feel good too
0: yeah it's just i think you're really good at giving people a chance and recognizing that the number doesn't really matter you Yeah, know? not at all but okay so I had a question in my mind and it's now <laughs> gone. There's actually just so much to unpack there. In terms of the the um the social media and like giving people let's say there's someone and they're like, Ushin, oh, how do you do it? I really wanna be a coach, I really or not even a coach, I wanna build a community. Me, I wanna build up my brand, I wanna build up my com- community. I want to inspire other people like it's the same as you but it's more inspire people that like they can do it they can achieve it they can live their dream lives like what are your top kind of tips like for social media or just just how how you approach it all how you approach your socials, say
1: yeah so one of the main things i think that a lot of people get caught up in is again the opinions of others so for you um and i think we were speaking about this coming in you're like a little bit reserved on what you say online because of other things out there that you're doing, or whether it be what other people are going to think about you, and even there the video with your kids that you're putting up on and someone commenting on. I feel like if you're holding back and just following along with what everyone else is, everyone else is doing, you're not going to take off. And it's not that you have to do something different, but just really back yourself, really back your opinions and things. For example, me here shitting on photo shoot coaches and bodybuilding coaches. Something I am really passionate about. Something that a lot of people are going to dis- disagree with. I don't really give a fuck. The people I want to work with are going to help and are going to agree with what I'm saying. And so for people on social media, it'd be like, really stand up for what you believe in. Really put yourself out there and again be relatable a lot of people online are just like fucking robots nobody relates to you no one cares because they don't share enough or they're just like a business or whatever like I don't run my business like a business I just run it like who I am that's exactly what it is and people either want to buy into who I am or be be a part of the community of who I am um, or they don't and then there's another aspect of my group coaching is like every single person that I've met off it I've organised meetups here in Dublin which people flew from um, England to come over here from from America I had a girl fly from South Africa to watch my um, talk to the Galway. As well, but I've built this community of people, and when I met them all, they're all the exact same as who I am. And so, if you're building a large following just for the sake of a large following, it's not really that you see, you don't actually want these people surrounding you, and that's when you're going to get more hate. Like for people that would put up videos of them half naked or whatever online, not just a bad thing if you want to do it, do it ahead, but you're going to build a community of people who don't really care who you are, they just like to care for your body or whatever it is. And so, what I've really done well on social media is put my opinions out there, and people really, really engage with it. And they're all similar to me then who show up at my group coaching and really engage my coaching well. If I was to hide myself, like my mom used to always tell me to stop cursing online and stop <laughs> saying the cunt word at the beginning um, but now every single person I get in the, on my group coaching or anyone who I do one to one coaching way if I say cunt on a consultation call with them they be like oh, this, that's ushing but meanwhile I was if I was trying to hold back and not keep that in there then people would sign up to my coaching and, and then I'd say cunt and they'd be like holy fuck what is wrong with this guy you can't say this word or whatever so just be yourself would be one of the main things Short-form content is one of them, so, like, get better in front of the camera. Get good at speaking. And that takes time. Like, that took me three three or four years to get better at. And you're going to be shit at the beginning. That's something to, to kind of resonate yourself when you're putting stories up of yourself online at the start. You're going to be very poor at doing You're going to feel awkward. You're going to feel like this isn't great or I'm not doing this right. Just keep going. You'll improve and you'll improve. You'll improve. It's just confidence again building the evidence that you can do things all that'll happen for you is just one of the videos might take off and that'll give you a boost of look. i actually am getting better at this this is what's happening but most people give up before they reach that point and i think that that's one thing is like if you want to get into social media it's difficult be prepared to invest a lot of time in it be prepared to be shit at the beginning and then you can slowly improve from there, and I think that's where a lot of people get caught up in. One of my tips for people with their putting videos up online would be the 15 minute rule. So, when you're sitting down to record a video, five minutes of your video is recorded at the end, The 10 minutes, leave the camera on and stop clicking pause. Most people click recording a video, click pause, break their flow, and then be like, Okay, I'm gonna start again, click record, mess up a word, and then pause, and then be like, Okay, I'm gonna start again. And so that breaks your flow. What you want to do is actually just click recording the, the video, take 10 minutes of that video to just talk to the camera, get settled, and get used to yourself. Like at the start of this podcast, I was nervous, I probably wasn't myself, wasn't. And speaking the way that I usually do, after ten minutes I'm into my zone and that's me. And so for everyone who's starting out in social media, practice that. Practice just getting into yourself. Talk to your people who are on social media the way you'd speak to your friends. And they'll relate to you more because that's you being you. And like imagine I was different on social media than how I am now. Like if I showed up here you'd be like, fuck this hushing fella is completely different. People <laughs> would people would tell on an hour long podcast that I'm not who I am. And so that takes time yeah. to build. At the beginning, if you watch my Instagram stories, I would have been very nervous, very held back and if I showed up here you'd probably be like fuck Ushin is completely different to who he was on social media. So that does take time and it takes a, a lot of invested time that people don't see into social media. Um, but they'd be kind of my, my top tips unless you wanted a deep dive into specifics <laughs> on actual how to well, structure I videos know, and stuff. You
0: know that one where you pissed on the toilet. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but that's it, it's been it's been polarizing with it as well. Like if you're watching your video, this would be another aspect. And I often send my videos to my friends, to my family, but like what, what do you think of this one? Um, and if you can't watch back a video yourself, nobody else is probably gonna watch it either. So like if you're sitting there and you're like, Oh fuck, I just wanna get, get through edit this video. Because it's so bad or it's so boring, nobody's gonna watch it. Make sure that you're either laughing. Sometimes I'll laugh at the stupid shit that I do in my own videos, or I'll watch it again because I'm like, that's actually kind of funny, even though some people think it's stupid to find yourself funny. But sometimes I actually just find myself so stupid on camera, I'm like, it's kind of funny. And I show it to my mom and I get feedback on that. I show it to my brothers, and again, that's where your tribe comes in handy. Having people that are doing similar things to you and really supportive of you send it out to them because it might just give you that confidence to post that video that you don't think is going to do well that actually turns out to blow your following up. Like exactly what happened with me. If I didn't send that video to my mom or I didn't send that video to other people, to look at it, I probably would never have posted it.
0: Do you ever get sick of it all? <laughs> me? Do you ever get <laughs> sick of like, do you, ever get, do you ever get stuck for ideas or, or, or are you just like a bucket, a head full of I- ideas all the time? Somebody pisses you off that you see online or your day-to-day life or are there some days you're like, I just don't want to post? Mm.
1: Yeah, to a certain extent. I think social media is quite draining, but it's like because people see the videos that I post online are like 60 seconds long. Those videos take total probably three hours per video takes me about an hour to edit takes me about an hour to record the thing. an hour to think of the video idea so like it takes a lot of time up in my week that's actually probably majority of my week goes into content and then outside of that I'd be coaching but what I'm probably on par like my free content and then my coaching probably take in around a similar amount of time so that's one thing that is absolutely draining it does take a lot I mean people don't see the hours that go in I'd, I'd often work from like at 7 a.m. until 12 o'clock at night. I wouldn't be. I'd go, stop to go to jiu jitsu training because I don't do that. My brain is going to be absolutely fried. So I think yes, sometimes I'm taking a little bit of a break from it can I help. So I so I was on such a roll there to post in the video every single day for like I think it was like 300 and something days. Um, and then I started running out ideas. I was like, okay, I need to just remove the pressure on myself because pressure, although people say it creates, Simon, it kills creativity. And if you pressure yourself that you have to post this video, have to do that, or it turns into work, you're going to give up altogether and you won't have those ideas. So sometimes when I post back, like when I travel over to Sam over to England, take a little bit of time back away from social media. I come back with the best ideas.
0: Yeah, and in terms of like your DMs now, like you responded to me, and I was like genie mac, this guy's responding to me. But like, what kind of what kind of people are all up in your DMs? Oh. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, like, well, are they girls? Are they like? Are they like? This is the thing. Everyone, <laughs> thinks, everyone
1: thinks that loads of girls message me on Instagram. It's actually not the case. And if they do, I just remove it because it's business. I'm like, stay away from me. And this is why I like. I just I don't know. It's so funny, but it doesn't actually happen that quite often. Most people just message me my coaching and ask for a little bit of help and see what's doing and I really, really enjoy it. I'm not as responsive as I used to be because I burnt myself out back in January. I responded to, I used to wake up more morning time, respond to 100 messages. I'd actually do like the prison marks. So every time I'd respond to a message, i put one down, I'd respond to 100 before I did anything else throughout the day. And then before I went to bed, I'd respond to another 100. I think I did that for the space of a month and it really, really burnt me out. And actually I was doing 100 morning, 100 evening time. I didn't clear my messages for that even whole day because I was getting that many messages per day about my videos. So now I've pulled back from a little bit. I try to get back to absolutely everyone. I will put up questions boxes and that's probably the easiest places to answer questions. And if I've answered questions of people asked before, I'll just send them across the video that I did on it before. Because a lot of the stuff that people ask, I've made a video on it before, so if they actually scroll down on the thing, they'll they'll get the answer for it. But it's it's all right I enjoy it because a lot of it is really really good feedback and that pushes me on to do even better and like I really enjoy what I do with regards to the coaching aspect and them guys who are in the Mulligans Method every single one of them they like just push me to be a better person that support gives me so much more energy to help the other people out then as well so actually I'd not be able to do any of this without any of them guys who are supporting me in the Mulligans Method who are taking part in the coaching or who are obviously buying into my services as well because I can't do this shit for free
0: yeah I know I know like you can't get you'd want to do it for free but like you, you just absolutely yeah, I can't.
1: Unless I want to go 12 grand in debt again, and I don't particularly want to experience that shit feeling. <laughs> no, no. no,
0: Oh, God, death, yeah. <laughs>
1: it's not fun. But again, it was that thing of, like, the cat behind me, and I was the mouse, and it made me run further away, I pushed even harder to, to work. One of my biggest goals in life is just buying my own house, that's it. It's the only goal I have. For the Second, I'm telling you, the second, I have that done, I might just delete my whole social media. It's all gone that's, But that's how really... are you going to
0: run your business? Like yeah. how?
1: I, I don't know. I think to a certain extent, like I'll do this for a little while, probably get a little bit bored of it, and go find out something else to do. But for me, for the goal I want, I have that. In the, I have that in the pipeline. That's coming. Great, <laughs> that's coming and soon. you have
0: your podcast. Yeah.
1: So there's a lot of shit going on at the same time, but Mama House is one of the things I want to get. Because again, not, I don't really want to buy any shit for myself. Get my Mama House. I'm happy.
0: It's amazing. It's
1: going to happen. Manifestation is going Ma- to happen. Yeah, yeah. Listen, to this podcast another two years' time, I'll have in my house.
0: Yeah, amazing. I was just going to ask you, what are you manifesting? Yeah. So you're <laughs> you're manifesting your mom' house, yeah. and you did tell me. So just so you know, guys, Oshin is <laughs> all about the manifestation. And when I was at Elevate Fit Fest, his mom, uh, I I was a big nosy box, and I was asking everybody what they were manifesting, and she wrote, she said. Oh, she ain't on the big stage. So I wrote it down. I put it up. I sent you a picture yeah. of it. And what? How many weeks later? I know you can't manifest for other people, but y- she believed in you, which makes you believe in yourself, which just yeah. drives you even fo- more forward. And maybe you are manifesting being on a big stage, but you were at a huge on a huge stage yeah, recently so
1: I was speaking at IFS and there was a guy upstairs who was speaking about having like a half a million pound business and everybody was leaving his talk to come down to speak to come down and listen to me speak and I was like why do people want to listen to me talk absolutely right. but there was I think there was like 400 and something people there which is absolutely mental and then I received an email after I was like you're probably going to need more crowd space next time so we'll book you on the main stage so well that's, that's done it's show.
0: amazing <laughs> amazing I just love that and you like we also have to remember that like people relate to people and yeah. like people just love who you are as a person and because you can empathize with them and you've been there yeah. that that's why
1: manifestation is scary, I think, for a lot of people. For me, anyways, because it puts a lot of pressure on going in a certain direction. And I actually, I said this to you. I live my life by jumping out of a plane and building my parachute in the way down. So I don't really like having a huge that's So my mom actually does it for me majority, majority of time. I have a certain direction to go in. I think that's where a lot of people get afraid by. But I think obviously having some sort of direction is important. But if you're manifesting something, it doesn't happen doesn't mean it's the end of the world. And that's where a lot of people are afraid of. Oh, what happened if I manif- manifest something and it doesn't happen? It's like don't worry about that. If you just put it out there and have a certain direction, like for me, it's like all right. If not buying a mom if buying my mom a house doesn't happen I've said on this podcast no one's gonna fucking remember anyways I don't think God I'm knows. gonna remember because yeah. I know
0: it's gonna happen but I I, you know, I just use the word manifestation like you can call it taking action yeah, go yeah. just like you can call it Atkins you can call it balanced eating you can call it healthy lifestyle call it whatever you want but this yeah. is a sustainable way to live with food or you know you know yeah. but manifestation for me is just a word it's like going after your dreams believing in yourself mm-hmm. that you can do it and taking those steps towards it. And at the end of the day, like I said, it's a lifestyle. So you're going to get knocked down. Mm-hmm. You're going to get back up again. You're going to learn lessons. But overall, it's a way of living. And you just have to create that belief in yourself to go after your own goals. Yeah.
1: And I think for people as well, it's it's building that evidence. So, like, obviously with manifestation of, I spoke to you, I did a podcast before about two years ago, and I said I'm going to be one of the most followed fitness uh, people in Ireland. I think at the highest, I think I touched number two or number three or something, which is absolutely mental. But one of the highest is what I was. And I spoke about that on a podcast, but with the aspect of, of I forget, I'm after actually losing my train of thought here in, in, in speaking about it. But with manifesting that... Once I take that off, once I take that off here in January, once obviously my following skyrocketed and that's where I hit, it gave me the evidence that I can do it. And so now everything else I'm saying I'm going to achieve is going to happen as well or I have the belief that it's going to happen because I've built evidence that I can do this sort of stuff before so one of the mindset things that I talked about at IFS and you can apply this to anything is if I can and so that is lit relating back to building your evidence that you can do something so for most people here if they're sitting down listening to this podcast and you're like I'm going to be a millionaire it seems so far away it's not something you've the de- evidence that you're going to become if you started off with small steps and you're like if I can do this this can happen so if I can save a hundred euro well, then I can eventually save whatever it's just small things like so what I use is my jujitsu jitsu competition um, so for me speaking in front to people in, in a stage was like holy fuck I'm never going to be able to do this I'm never going to be able to do that it's so not something I have the self belief for. for my jujitsu competition I stand on a mat one on one with a person where he's trying to quite literally kill me that's his job his job is trying to try and kill me and I'm like if I can stand on a mat with one guy who's trying to kill me I can stand on a stage in front of loads of people who aren't trying to kill me then that becomes easy and so if you build your evidence like for example Quit running a marathon, which I have to do in, in like twenty days, which is last minute that I signed up to. The <laughs> charity asked me what to do, and I was like, "Yeah." And then I re- didn't realize it's only like twenty days away. I was like, "Okay, if I can run one kilometer, the Dublin
0: well then, yeah, one, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I'll be out there. Okay, I'll be out there cheering uh, it's you mentally,
1: on." Yeah, so I, I think I've only ran six times in preparation for it so far. You can do it. That was it. But I will do it. This is it. If I can, so I ran a half marathon last week. I just went out and ran it. It was like if I can run a half marathon, I can run a marathon for people who haven't ever ran before. If I can run for thirty seconds, start off with the small. If I can run for 30 seconds run 30 seconds and if i can run for 30 seconds i can run for one minute and you slowly build on it so rather than going from zero to 100 which is what i was talking about earlier what most fitness coaches expect you to do with your food they cutting out all of your favorite foods and all the food you enjoy all the chocolate sweets and crisps. rather than cutting them all out just reduce the portions of them or look at adding in more fruit because adding in things is easier so if you start with zero to one which would be okay if i want to run 5k the zero to one step is running for 30 seconds not running for 10 minutes and so if you apply that to absolutely everything in life eventually you'll build the evidence that you are that person that you say you are that you can achieve these things it's
0: totally true I think the biggest issue with people is that they're looking at the big picture yeah. they're looking at the end result and they're like how n- I'm never going to get there I'm it's just too far away Okay, so last, last, your 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 last two questions. Your question is, what are you manifesting? So are you saying it's a house for your mom? Yes,
1: yes, it's going to happen.
0: <laughs> is it going to have a? a is going to be a big a big house? What kind of house does she want? Mm, I'm going to
1: buy back our old house that we had before it got lost. <laughs>
0: okay, okay, so oh, that's look, coming back. Yes, I love that. <laughs> and last question, what or who are you grateful for?
1: My mom, for sure. Yeah, number one has to be. I wouldn't be here without her. So grateful for her. And when she's gone, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. <laughs> so I don't like thinking about that. She's been here every single step of the way through everything that I do. She's always there. Um, there's not one single event, one single step that she's missed. She watches every single one of my videos. She texts me all the time saying, you're doing so well, that she's so proud of me. I would not be sat here in this chair without her. I would have given up long ago. I would have given up last week if it wasn't for her. Every single time I'm having this tough time, I always go to my mom and speak to her. I don't care what happens. And if someone asked me to trade everything I have on this planet for my mom, I would trade it tomorrow. I wake up in the morning time, everything would be gone. And I'm sure there's a lot of people here that would be the same. But I absolutely love
0: her. Ashane, oh, I hope that someday <laughs> my three boys talk about me like you talk about your mom. It's just beautiful. Yeah. And like, honestly, I know you don't have kids, but a mother's love is just something unbelievable. Yeah. So she loves you even more than you can even imagine Yeah, she'll
1: be here someday too and she'll be here someday too she doesn't believe in herself too much she believes in everyone else first but she's one of the best play therapists she is the best play therapist and therapist in Ireland I can guarantee you that she changes so many people's lives that people don't see and this the thing like Instagram isn't really that big of a deal like I literally just have half a million followers I put stories up online I put videos up to help people with weight loss the shit that ma- my mom helps people through is much more important than any of this stuff that I'm doing she'll be here telling you, she starts her online presence everyone's gonna know who she is
0: yeah, amazing. And finally, Ashin, uh, where can we find you? Uh, why am I even asking this question? Uh, maybe,
1: hello Maybe there's people that haven't, haven't heard of me. <laughs> i right, Mulligan's Fitness on everything. Mulligan's Fitness. I'm on YouTube. I'm on TikTok. I'm on Instagram. You've convinced me to maybe put my podcast on Spotify. But in the meantime, if yeah, anyone ever moms here, yeah. out there.
0: Come on. I don't go on YouTube. Think about uh, yeah, yeah if anyone on. wants
1: to hear deeper into my story I discussed that on the podcast I'm not supposed to hear May, maybe a little bit more in depth on the said a tough time that I was gone through in September with my mental health and stuff and I think that's an important, pos- uh, uh, important podcast for maybe someone who is struggling with your mental health to listen to and realize oh shit there's other people on this planet that struggle with that sort of stuff too because it makes you feel more normal but yes Mulligan's fitness and everything
0: yeah and I'm so glad that you've brought up the mental health and and put that in your own podcast because yes. I think it's really important especially men speaking about it because there's a lot higher yeah. suicide rates mo- among men and among among men and maybe even moms to help their yeah. kids of you know so for everyone so with that thank you so much <laughs> oh no 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 fi- finally finally <laughs> okay so so asheen you know how like if you say if you give me a follow and if you don't you're a cunt or whatever yeah. i want you to tell everybody that they better follow <laughs> subscribe and share or what are you going to tell them
1: you better like subscribe and share and tag her, tag her and me on your Instagram story or you're a fucking cunt. <laughs> <laughs> thank I had to get the plug there. You better tag me as well because you're more of a cunt if you don't tag me than if you don't tag her.
0: <laughs> uh, thank you so no much. No problem at all. Thank you. Hey, let me give you a quick manifestation tip. It's called subscribe, like, and share, share, share this episode. And I know what you're going to say. Yvonne, how is that a manifestation tip? So here's a little secret. The more you support others the more the universe will support you so when you share this episode say to yourself I am a super manifester and remember keep sharing happy manifesting